There's a lot about alcohol that scientists don't understand, but they 100% know why we fuck up every plant when we're drunk. Welcome to the Blackout Diaries, a show where stand-up comics plus everyday people tell true drinking stories. Yep, each week at the Blackout Diaries, we're going to have a tale of a night that got away. And this week, we're going to focus on drunken plans, both ill-fated and ill-advised. We're going to have the amazing Carly Kane in studio. She's got a hilarious story from the show earlier. And uh, then later, we'll tell you exactly why our drunken uh, brains decide to make these terrible decisions. Combined with a few hilarious examples from us and an open invite candidate who did one of the worst ideas we've ever heard of that we became a huge fans here of. I'm with the creator of the Blackout Diaries, a man who's been caught in multiple trees trying to make shortcut homes so he knows all about these bad decisions, Mr. Sean Flannery. I love a hasty plan that isn't <laughs> quite thought out, and sometimes I suffer from that. Mm-hmm. And I am co-hosting with my dear friend C.J. Sullivan, mm-hmm. who has many multiple b- bad plans, including inviting dear friends he should not be inviting to, to a hastily planned brunch that you've been thrown out of. Yep, 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 yep. That'll get uh, we'll, we'll, okay, a little too early to get into that. But yes, yeah, so I was a, uh, <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was. It was a combination of things. It was a, I'll call that we called that a, a, a two team parlay trying to appease everybody. <laughs> well, and that's the you know the the story of a lot of these is the optimism that we have, <laughs> right? You know, it's when like, we're drunk, exactly. And it was like th- things things seem to line it seems line up easier when you're drunk. Like <laughs> everything's coming up great. People won't. We had a thing. a little bit of a moment that way. Uh, for the first time in many months, you and I got to hang out together yeah. mm-hmm. here in Chicago uh, when you came in because I thought I wasn't going to be able to see you right? because Chicago, the weather report at the time, CJ, which you will love, yeah. was zero to 72 inches of snow. <laughs> zero to 72 <laughs> was the rest yeah. of it. That's so funny. Which I've never seen that level of scale. You know? <laughs> and. Midwest uh, or Midway and uh, O'Hare, they canceled thousands of flights. Right. You somehow come in from L.A., beautiful L.A., early. I do. Well, I've been lately. I've been having. I've I've been taking Southwest Airlines a lot, and I have an abusive relationship with them. Where they they've been canceling my flights. I've been having all kinds of problems for any reason. They just want to make up. They just make up whatever reason, you know. And they they'll oh, say, they're hilarious. They, they, Southwest will never give you one explanation. They draw like ten other cities. They're mm-hmm. Like we got a COVID <laughs> yeah. issue going on with Tampa right. Airport. Exactly. We got supply chain issues in Phoenix. It's always like ten different cities, you know. <laughs> right. You say the whole kitchen sink. I think you referred to it as a a kid who didn't do the studying on his class project, and he just wants to. Blame everyone. Blame every excuse there is. So what I've been doing is having to come in a day early anytime I'm on a weekend doing shows, like just just in case, because I've missed shows because of this airline, sure. you know. And so yeah. it's abusive because then they give me free vouchers. I'm like, well, I got to keep doing it because it's free. But whatever. So I'm like, let me just come a day in early. So I had a show was in Milwaukee. So I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to Milwaukee, I might as well go to Chicago a day early, take the train up or something. Be very easy. But this was the first day. A real bad snowstorm. You're and you're like and you were and you were texting me. Well, I was I, sending you texts. I was warning you. I'm yeah. like, dude, we became soft under COVID <laughs> because you and I, like you and I, like we lived in Chicago together for like 15 years mm-hmm. together. This city is crazy about snow in the sense that it doesn't. Im- it, snow hitting Chicago is like a uh, a truck hitting a mosquito. Like we, uh, <laughs> yeah, you do. always had the joke. We catapulted to Wisconsin. None of us even know where it goes yeah, to. They live for it. They love it. Like and you always say, elections are won and lost solely on being able. The only time a Democratic mayor lost the primary is when he didn't plow the blizzard of 71. So like every Democratic mayor has been like, all I have to do 
is plow the streets. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter what happens with murders. It right. doesn't matter what our school system is because they ain't going to fucking vote for a Republican. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just need to plow the streets. So, like, it's like y- you and I come home from shows late at night in Chicago. You just see, like, a train of snow plows moving it. <laughs> we don't know where it goes to. So funny. And somehow you your text me like, all right, well, Southwest is saying it's on time, but we'll see. And, and you're and you're you're still doubt. They just want to get you to the airport first. They want to get you there because once they have you there, they got you, and they can do whatever you want. And they're usually right. Like, ah, we'll throw you in Denver for the night, or throw you in Phoenix, you know. And I was like, and I even went up to him like, so this is this is going to Midway, huh? No problem. Like, yeah, why? What's the problem? Like, what's the problem? <laughs> Apparently, there was a foot of snow, and a month ago there was nothing, and you know, we couldn't, I couldn't get anywhere near it. We came in early. I had my whole row to myself, the poor man's first class. It was amazing. And then me, you, and uh, our buddy Nolan from Galway Bay had a, an amazing night in an abandoned we town go in out. Chicago. It's a blizzard. It's a huge blizzard. Like, people have cross-country skis. Like, it, like it's a blizzard. <laughs> like, like, proper blizzard. And we're walking to the bar. Mm-hmm. And um, our other friend, Nolan, doesn't believe I know where I'm going. Right. Well, um, you don't exude confidence, that's for sure, when you... Uh... I don't believe in GPS. I don't believe in Google. I believe in, like, like I'm like a jazz band, you know? Right. Like, like, you listen to the music, right? And you see where it leads you. But I always land where you need to land. Like, I'm a big believer in that. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't exude confidence. Yeah. It does not, to your point, it does not exude confidence. Right. Especially when you when you find a place and you do and you, and you see more surprise than anybody. You're like, well, hey, look at that! Here we are. There is a bar there. It. You know, I knew there was going to be a bar there. I'm like, it doesn't sound like you knew there was going to be a bar there, but yeah. Love. But we end up at uh, you know what's crazy is we end up at like this five star hotel bar mm-hmm. where a guy could just tell. I think Nolan's like biting my ear off that he's tired of the cold. Yeah, and this guy we, is we just look like, like weary travelers out in the middle of the road, and the guy's like, "Hey, f- hey, fellas, you guys." Look it was down like Canterbury Tales type, you know, <laughs> like I need to give you shelter. Right. And this guy just goes, he's smoking a cigarette outside of like mm-hmm. a. He's like, "You guys need a bar? Come on in here." And I'm like, "This bar's gonna cost us a fucking arm and a leg." Right. I was disproven. <laughs> this guy just wanted some company. It was a Southside fucking total <laughs> Irish scumbag <laughs> bartender in a fight. Like, Shout just hook us up all night long. <laughs> yeah, and he just had his buddy in there who was like yelling like it was like some other bar to a phone to his woman and stuff. And then there was like real clients. His buddy. <laughs> real quickly for the listeners, his buddy, uh, tall guy, tall skinny guy, kept asking one of our friends to beat up the customers. <laughs> Yeah, because he was <laughs> at his friend's bar, and I was like, "What? What the hell kind of place are we in?" Oh man. Anyway, it was a great time. It was good to see. It was good to get good old fashioned uh, snow globe Chicago. Yes, bar hopping. The only way to do it. Yeah, this when is the only way to do it. Empty. There's like six days out of the year where you can do it. Anyway, so without further brew, though, Sean, let's get into Carly Kane's story, and. Here another the opposite of snow globing. Let's hear some Florida swamp stories. Yeah, and another page from Carly King. Oh, hello, you guys. Okay, let's do this. All right. The story I am going to tell you guys tonight takes place in Tampa, Florida. So some of us are familiar. Uh, Those people that wooed have not lived there. And here's the thing with, I went to college in Florida. And the reason I went to college here is I didn't have many options. I didn't do too well in high school. uh, And the colleges I applied to, I didn't get into most of them. Because one, I didn't have very good grades. And two, every college that you apply to gets your senior photo. Um, And so Florida was like, yeah, we'll take her. And also my friend's dad was the dean of admissions. So, you know, I had an easy end. I did. I went to school in Florida, and on one hand, it is. It's beautiful. You're by the beach, the water, the sand, Disney World. But when you live there, you're just in a complete time trap. It's like you don't know what's happening. The only thing to do there is just drink and drink and drink. And drink, yeah. That was me at a music festival in Florida. Remember Urban Outfitters, how they sell those little sunscreen bottles? I did it first, okay? There was still a lot of sunscreen in there. Uh, but I did, I, I hated going to school in Florida and I really tried to fit in, but no matter what, you could just always tell I was miserable. Like even, you know, everyone that went to school with me was a Jersey Shore extra. That guy has three drinks in his hand. I just, 
I never had fun. And the only way that I could try to fit in sometimes, I would do so much to fit in. Sometimes before parties, I would just take a bunch of acid. I, yeah, thank you. But if you've taken psychedelics, it's not really a way to feel normal with people that aren't on it. Um, so this is me before a party with two friends. Yeah, I was on acid, they didn't know. And I was just tripping so hard, I thought they were the same person. <laughs> I was like, yep, those are my girls. You know, all blondes look the same. Um, but the story I'm gonna tell you tonight took place on my 19th birthday when I was in school in Tampa, Florida. This was me on that night. Yeah, I wasn't lying. Never, you can find no pictures of me smiling from that school unless I was on acid. And I protected that man's identity because he gave me chlamydia. And listen, that's a rite of passage when you're in Florida. You can't be pissed if you sleep with someone in Florida and you get chlamydia, it's humbling. Uh, we are still friends. But before I tell you this story about my 19th birthday, fast forward couple years, I'm living in Chicago, and I don't know about you guys, but my mom often sends me paranoid emails or text messages. These articles are things she's fine, she's always paranoid. This was an article, my mom emailed me, a few years later I'm living in Chicago, I've left Florida. It says, Florida cops arrest woman 20, warrant for riding a sea turtle, and she goes, thank God you are in Chicago, was worried for a Chicago minute. Uh, yeah, a little paranoid, relax mom, but, you know, she had a reason uh, to be concerned. She had her reason, yeah. I know, but look at how much better my eyebrows got since high school, okay? Can we take a moment? It was as if I knew that night something would happen. <laughs> this was my 19th birthday. I was arrested for a fake ID on my 19th birthday. Yeah, Officer McGee, he came up, he was like, <laughs> All you kids think you're so funny making your birthday 420, don't you? It's like, it's actually my birthday starts today. And I don't know if you guys have ever had 15 cops sing you happy birthday while you're in handcuffs, but it kind of ruins it with friends at Applebee's a few years later. You know, it wasn't great. I was in there for two and a half days. Uh, and yeah, cause in, in Florida, having a fake ID is a felony. Sort of the same as if you kidnap a kid. It's the same charge. Not your kid, not your name. You're going to jail. They don't care. In Florida, I had a cellmate when I was in there. And clap it up if you guys have heard of these uh, Florida headlines. You guys are just like verbally, mm -hmm. you can't even clap. You're so disgusted. Uh, and the thing is, people think these wild things happen in Florida, but really they just have laws with um, news outlets that news can print anything. Like wild stuff happens in every state, just there are laws that are protect people from it coming out. So this is my cellmate, uh, my cellmate named Zora. She was great, but this is, it was, it was, okay. Florida woman flies into rage after father denies her potato salad. Um, a Florida woman was so enraged that her father denied her some of her potato salad, she allegedly threatened him with a large kitchen knife. She says it was a butter knife and I believe her. Uh, I do, I trust her and I believe her very much. But the fun thing about having, see, I can't, I have paid $1,000 to try and get my mugshot offline and it gets reposted every year. So no matter what I do, it's out there. You could Google my name right now. It's the first thing that comes up. No matter what, I, I have to do stand-up. I have no choice. I can't do any other job. There's nothing else I can do. I will say though, I am, I'm proud of my, my mugshot was kind of cute, you know? And I'll tell you this, um, a few years later, I found some fan mail from it, uh, this guy sent me a direct message on Instagram. He goes, hi, beautiful, saw your arrest, dot, 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 damn pigs. Would like to have lunch or dinner. Money sign, money sign, money sign. I don't know why he's rating himself like a Yelp review, but because he's kind of expensive. Uh, text me, so if anyone is bold enough to text him, please do it, I, I would love that. I think it's, it's a working number, uh, but my dad, and you know, when I was in jail, I would cry, I would cry, I would cry, and they were like, you are a white bitch, your dad is gonna bail you out. You know, like relax, and he did. Uh, I did learn all my drinking habits from my father. In every photo of him ever posted, you can find alcohol every time, just without fail. Uh, my dad is a huge drinker. Um, he's always sending me these texts late at night that are like these drunk texts that are absolutely insane. He sent me this one recently. Um, he sends me these long texts. He sends it, this is a, the last paragraph. I had to take a break from this text. It looks like somebody just got murdered in the kitchen. I took a drink of red wine and sneezed and it's absolutely everywhere in the smallest, tiniest droplets. Shit. And these text messages always start with, hello Carly, it's your father. Um, 
One of my favorite text messages he sent me was a few years ago. He goes, happy B-Day, bro. Um, and I was just like, uh, I am your daughter and it's not my birthday. You should remember this day I went to jail. You bailed me out. You know, how can you forget? But yeah, I, no longer, I no longer live in Florida, obviously. I, I have changed my drinking ways. I still do get very, very drunk and I still love acid, but I will say I drink responsibly now. And something that I have found in my more responsible drinking is that when I get to the point of blackout, I tend to do this thing. I don't know if you guys have ever done this yourself where I prop my phone up and I uh, take a video of myself giving myself advice for the morning. <laughs> and I never remember doing them and I have about a hundred and I don't ever show them to people, but tonight I am gonna show you guys wanna see? A 30 second snippet of the most embarrassing thing I've ever done. This is real, I don't remember making this video. I was in my hometown on Thanksgiving break about three years ago. So I was struggling and, uh, yeah, we'll see. To be fair, Carly, I'm gonna say real quick, I need your damn you. That is true. Like, you need to focus on Yo, I'm peeing, I'll be out in one minute. <laughs> um, you gotta focus on things that you love and you gotta focus and make that work. So I don't need therapy anymore. I just look in the morning. And thank you guys so much. That has been my story. Keep it going for Sean Frenery. Welcome back to the Blackout Diaries. That was the hilarious Carly Kane, longtime co-producer of the live show here in Chicago. Back when we were at a different theater, Under the Gun Theater, Carly is now here in the studio with us. How are you doing, Carly? I'm good. How are you guys? Yes. Hey, Carly. Carly, you're now are out in Los Angeles. You spent how many years did you live in Chicago? You were part of the show for it felt like at least two, but you were in Chicago for a while. Yeah, almost six years. And you oh. came to Chicago from Florida. Yes, I lived in. I went to college in Florida for two years, and then transferred to Columbia in Chicago. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> what was that like as a drinking? Because Florida drinks a lot too, but our correctly or incorrectly like sort of prejudice of it is that it's all white trash drinking down there like like mm -hmm. what's the difference between florida and chicago drinking um florida drinking it just is it's sort of sad and creepy like not no one is a good time <laughs> you know in chicago it's like there's a camaraderie it's all of your friends and in florida you're like i i didn't even know who i was i was like who you know what i mean people are just that would be that's probably a weakness there is self-identity. Totally, yes. absolutely, yeah. True. I feel Florida allows more opportunities for bad decisions though. I absolutely. Think that, it gets amplified, you know, because first of all, it's you know, it's very swampy, obviously. There's no real hard mm -hmm. surface. There's a lot of <laughs> yeah. like reptiles and drunks stuff that, that, drunks always want to go in water. There's mm -hmm. alligators everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Alligators and they're such a part of the life. Like they act like, oh, there's old, there's, you know, there's Frank the alligator. Like there's Ollie, you know, like <laughs> He, he he attacked you know he attacked a drunk the other day. Well, he shouldn't have been messing with him. Like, and like they just walk like it's part of daily life. I'm like, well, I could I could see where uh, I could see where all these headlines come from. Like totally. Florida, man. Well, I guess um yeah. I, I mean like there would be I, I remember like a like a drunk dude on the street. You know, it's not just someone like going like cat calling you. He'd be like, I'm gonna cut your tits off and use them as pillows. And it's like, well, right. you know, oh, that Jesus was yeah, that was Christ. a direct quote. I'll never forget it. You know, sort of just <laughs> oh my god, very sinister. Well, they yeah, yeah. that's sinister. At least our, uh, Chicago creeps put a little you know lyrics into it. You know, like totally. a little bit of you know. Also, not to keep defending Florida here though, and uh, <laughs> but I think they get, but I think they get those ground level drugs though too before they get. Before that is true. They get experiment those before you know it goes across the country. They're the first ones to try out bath salts. You know, they're yeah. the ones to try, that's you know like. You're 100 percent correct. I, I mean, in Florida, you can't trust anything. I, you know, you, you can't hit a joint. It probably is like research chemicals in it. It's uh, there were a lot of testy situations for sure. Yeah, they are to drugs what like San Francisco is to mobile apps. Yes. You know, like like beta testing. You know, <laughs> right. Um, 
Now, are your folks, do they live in Florida? Because you, you, you mentioned your dad in the story. Yeah, no, uh, my parents live outside of Philly, so that's where I grew up, and then at 18, oh, okay. All right. for a couple of years. Yeah, um, we talked about that. Yeah. Now, and your dad, your dad uh, comes across kind of like as a fun drunk, is that correct? Oh, or? yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when did you realize, how old were you when you realized, like, because I think, like, when you're growing up and you have a fun drunk parent... You just think they're fun until you reach adulthood, and you're like, "Oh wow, they're drunk!" Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, like when did you have that revelation? Um, so my dad's a harmonica player, and he would <laughs> do this thing where anytime we go out to eat and there was any type of musician, he wouldn't really ask if he could play. He would just like ease his way onto the stage. Jam session. Yeah, and it was sort of like mortifying. And then finally, when I was 15. We were out to dinner, and it was, like, one lonely guy with a guitar, and my dad just kind of snuck his way in. And he's very talented, but it was so off pitch, and I was like, he's wasted. And, like, <laughs> my stepmom and I just left. We just left him there. Um, Harmonica is a great... Uh, it's the easiest. I have a brother that does that, and yeah. it is the easiest instrument to walk on into any walk band and, and try to do it. Try to do a solo. <laughs> yeah, it's hard there, to. <laughs> yeah, there was a bouncer. There's this one bar in like <laughs> northern Pennsylvania uh, where they knew my dad. It was a jazz band, and when my dad came in, they would have to pat him down for harmonicas. For harmonicas. For harmonicas. Yeah, because he wouldn't stop. He'd be at the bar playing along, and they'd be like, Kevin, you have to go. You know? That's hilarious. <laughs> Back up harmonica in the sock. We know you got one down there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> somebody sneaks it in. Like, he texts somebody, you got to get me a hot harmonica. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, like, a, na- like a nail you. file and a uh, yeah. can of cake yeah. going to jail. <laughs> We're outside what about, of Philly, like, about real quick. Where yeah. outside of Philly again from, Carly? Um, Doylestown. Oh, yeah, Doylestown, sure. You know Doylestown, CJ? You, I'm from South Jersey originally. So oh, I know, okay. I know, Del, I know the Delco Valley. Delco course. Valley, okay. All right, bro, Delaware Valley. Do you, um, Carly, do you ever have uh, text exchanges with your dad where you're like, this is going well, this is going well. Oh, wait, he's drunk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's, um, I don't know if I'm, re- like, yeah, there's... Uh, He'll just text me quotes um, with no context, mm-hmm. and then like three days later, it'll be like it, it, it said the great. Like, one time he sent me a quote to me and my brothers. Uh, you know, none of us have really talked in like a month, and it'll just be like, <laughs> "Do your best and always succeed." Something you know, very Michael's <laughs> store, and then we'll be like, "What?" And he'll be like, "Said by the great reporter." Oprah Winfrey, and we're like, yeah, we know who Oprah is. Um, <laughs> he also will text me happy birthday a lot when it's not my birthday. That was funny. Yeah, you said that in the story. Happy birthday, bro. Do you think, yeah. So yeah. Do you think he there. gets your, does he get the siblings' birthdays mixed up or? Uh, I think he, I sometimes think he just, he just goes by a feeling. I don't, he doesn't know my birthday. He's thinking of you mm-hmm. and he wants to send yeah. you a message. Yeah. Maybe it's just like, it's just like saying good morning, you totally. know, happy birthday. It's just like, you know, it's just like, it's a greeting. He almost. knows it's so, in April, but he doesn't know the day. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Speaking of motivation, though, Carly, my favorite part there, not my favorite part, one of the funniest parts of that story there at the end is there when you, uh, you would go through a phase where you would record self-affirmations before you oh, go to yeah. bed to That's wake so up great. to. And oh, yeah. uh, we played a little bit there at the end in the bathroom. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> um, how'd you get into that and uh, still do that? Do you have some of those? I mean, that, what a what an amazing thing to wake up to. And how'd you even think of doing that? I love that idea, by the way. Thank you. I don't know how I thought about doing it because the first time it happened, I was pretty blacked out. Uh, I think mm-hmm. some people like take pictures. I'm not really a picture girl. I um, I I just remember I was with like a bunch of people. I didn't like and I yeah. went took some time in the bathroom and was like I gotta talk to myself and I guess I just press record I definitely have always done little pep talks um 
But yeah, I did start to do it and then it became a trend. I remember it'd be like at milestones, like my cousin's wedding. I just sat outside and I was like, I know it's his day, but I'm proud of you. And I was like, Jesus, yeah. you know, we need, <laughs> we need more of that. Yeah. Some... No, but it's great because you really do. You really do sound like a barroom, uh, like self-motivator, there, <laughs> like a personal trainer, you know, like it, it, it's very positive and encouraging. Yeah, I think I definitely inherited that from my dad, you know, a pretty positive drunk might ramble on, but um, I think I'm fine. <laughs> mostly do you feel like how often did you leave like those kind of messages for yourself um i would say it probably happened like once every couple months like anytime i like sort of browned out or didn't fully remember the night there would be mm -hmm. one video of just evidence mm -hmm. and i think i had a couple like uh i think i just sort of got in the zone of recording when I got really drunk because I definitely had a phase in college where I wouldn't like I would have nights where I didn't remember anything and it was like kind of scary not really funny so sure. I think my level of trying to mature was like oh when I feel I'm about to maybe not remember I'm just gonna record for hours <laughs> in some ways though I might argue you accomplish the opposite goal because I will sometimes be like, oh yeah, I, I think I remember. I was in control last night. I remember everything. And then like somebody will show me a recording, and I'm right. like, I was there. Seeing evidence that you don't recall is That's like whoa. Totally. Yeah, and it doesn't help even if it's coming from your own camera. I just be like, I oh know. god. Yeah. <laughs> That's so odd. Yeah, it's not someone else showing you that to keep you like you're keeping yourself accountable. So then you're getting in a fight with yourself the next day, like, oh, don't show me this, Carly. I know. Like, this literally. Car Carly on Carly <laughs> fighting, you know, that's just amazing. Do you ha do you still have a bunch of those? You, you know, I, I do. Um, I, I think on my iCloud there's a couple, but honestly, they're so cringy to watch. That was one of the only ones, and I still had to cut that. Was one there ever the a moment? Was was there any of them where you gave yourself some advice that could have only happened drunk? That yeah. was like good advice. Where you're like, holy shit, I'm actually right about that when I'm drunk. You know, or were they all like, oh boy? Yeah, no. Uh, actually, the end of that video, I had to cut it because it, it it was someone I was having conflict with, and I just remember being in the video and being like, you don't have to like her, you don't have to like mm. everyone, you know. And it was <laughs> just Wait, you like, said that in the video. Yeah, yeah and I called the girl. But out that by is name, good so advice that you don't have to like somebody. Totally. That is good. So. And it's so, so funny. So you gave yourself good drunk. So you were forcing yourself to hang out with somebody you disliked, mm -hmm. uh -huh. sober, and drunk you gave you permission to like sort of sever that relationship yeah right? i was like yeah she sucks don't like her it was so and what was so funny about it was she could obviously hear you saying that <laughs> you were like right outside the wall you're like like hold on one second and i just i just got to finish up the restroom yeah, okay anyway you don't have to deal with this bitch and you're louder than you were than any knocking or saying that you're you know, you're it in is, the bathroom for for people listening on the podcast, like you, you didn't see the video. It's hilarious. She's in a, a woman's restroom stall <laughs> with people like like Banging knocking to get the it. Door. And I feel that's how every punk rock album should be recorded. It's <laughs> yeah. just like in a stall <laughs> that people want to use. You right. know, like it looks so great. It's so punk rock. Uh, that oh is, man, that is amazing. Oh man, that is incredible. Anyways. So you moved. Uh, we were we were talking a little bit about uh, Chicago. I, like I love some of your Chicago stories when you first moved because you moved right next to Cook County Jail, right? Yes. You know, and it took you a little while to figure out it was a jail, right? Because they have those weird windows, but then you quickly figured now, it which, out. Now, which which Cook is that over on? 26 in California? Where was that? Um, the federal, it was the federal prison. Uh, no, the, in the downtown South one, Loop. dude. Oh, the downtown like Van Buren and yes. right there. So. Yeah, it's like Van Buren and like State or something like yeah. that. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's and where the guy tried to the guys like escape by putting bed sheets down yep. and climb exactly. down that all the yeah. time. Oh, yeah, that's totally. great. Um, that's a nice little place to live at. Yeah, I mean, I it was definitely like the most expensive place I ever lived in college, and it was just funny. The location yeah. we were right. You could hear the train woke me up every morning, and honestly, they were some of my uh, favorite neighbors. My friends and I would, I I would uh, always dare my friends to take their shirts off because they would always the the men in the prison would when they were outside at the top they would always ask me to sure. and I just be like that's stop how, that's it, how boys. close you were yeah stop no they were boys. they were that's good they were some of the best neighbors you know they were better than the roommates I lived with at the time but we I would always come home and flash my lights and then it would like light up like a Christmas tree that I'll be like hey <laughs> oh so they would they would request from the prison yard they would request you flash them yeah and I get it I mean I I think I did maybe <laughs> once and then it just became up my friends would come up and be like hey I'll do it <laughs> 
So, yeah, it seems like a, a pretty safe release, and you got self-affirmation tapes. Exactly. You had a, you had a, like, you had a nice little do-it-yourself therapy cocoon. This is people building on. a neighborhood, you know, giving yeah. and taking, you know. And it gave me perspective. And they're watching out for you. Right. I'd be like, I'd be like, oh, I'm having a bad day, and then I'd be like, God, this guy can only communicate with me with a light, you know? Like, I have it pretty good. I shouldn't. So, but also, they, um, a lot of times, like, the wives or family members would stand on the parking garage, um, because you could see that it was like it, it just the right. way the prison is constructed. So that was really fascinating. There would be, you know, like a family at the parking mm-hmm. garage, like waving to their friend or dad or whoever. And um, you would f- and you would flash them too. Yeah. So why not? I mean, they they made the trip from Joliet. <laughs> That's funny. Would uh so. Um, when was it that you, you know, you joined the Blackout Diaries as, uh, um, one of our producers, like you really struck me as like, you, you know, you love Chicago. You're now out in LA, Carly, like, uh, you moved to LA right before COVID. So maybe it's a difficult time to answer this questions, but like, what have you noticed between Los Angeles bar scene and Chicago bar scene? Oh my God. Nobody drinks here. Like it's, right. it sucks. Um, it's awful. I'm like, Not what is that, going make, on? And like, they make you feel bad for drinking here. Yeah, like exactly. Bar, I mean, yeah, they're like, you don't know this causes cancer? Right. Yeah, yeah. And I, I get it. River I mean, damage? Yeah. There's a lot more driving, so I think, you know, it, for that part of it, I totally get, and, you know, all about safe driving. But the other part, I was talking to someone, and I was like, why don't people drink here? And they were like, well... Like, in the entertainment industry, you never know who you're going to run into. Like, you don't want to be drunk for that. And I was like, give me a break. Like, we're all just serious? people. Like, who cares? I, w- I don't care. I will Uber say right. pre-Uber, though. Like, uh, Uber has changed L.A. as far as the driving, you know, goes. Like, before that, like, you just, like, you came here and you got a DUI. That was just required. Like, <laughs> like that was just like, that was, well, they, a, they, was a rite of passage no, of moving Pre-Uber, you, you would have to set aside mo- money for your <laughs> L.A. DUI. Like, a kid going to college or something like that. You're like, you're going to get a DUI. You, right. it, like there would even be comments like I don't drink that much. Doesn't matter. You yeah. want to have a like glass or the whole economy is built around Hollywood and DUIs. Like that's the only way we make money. That makes so city. much sense, and that's that's something that I think I was surprised by is there's so much drunk driving here, and uh, you know. But it's also like, and I don't want to get too deep. CJ never likes it when I get too deep into my LA problems. <laughs> but and I, I, I I like when you yell. But it this in is LA. why I like it when I you yell it in said, LA. That's for sure. I have always said, and, and I guess I drunkenly yelled this once while I was parking with CJ. It is a city of 14 million cowards because uh, child, this is the childless only, cowards. Childless cowards. Thank you. Um, this is the only place in the world where you could put that many people, and they don't insist on public transportation. Like it's your own fucking fault. It's like, infuriating. Build a train system. I, I can't. Yes. It's like the. I, I love it here. I think it's so beautiful and it's so nice. But I I cannot wrap my hand head around. Such a big city with no public transit. Right. Like, it's... It's insane. I mean, I have Surrendered had a car for a week and I already car. hit somebody. Like, it's not going to end well for me. <laughs> Surrendered the city to the car, I believe. You yeah. And, and uh, what Sean was talking about... Um, one, he couldn't believe the uh, happy hour rule, which is kind of funny out here. Yeah, happy hour, happy hour. The happy right hour rule is hilarious. At night, we took him to jo- I took him to Joneses out here in Hollywood, which is fun. They have a happy. We should hour explain for- that real quick to the listeners because I don't think we've referenced that. Sure, yet. they have like, a happy. Uh, L.A. Have- uh, uh, yeah, it has a second late night happy hour that starts at 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Go I was ahead, at Joneses Cafe in Hollywood, and it's from 10 to 2 is the happy hour, where it's like half cheap drinks and you know cheap food, whatever. And, Sean couldn't believe it. Like, yeah, in L.A., they actually want you to be out at late at night because people go home early with the driving or whatnot. You know what I mean? Like, so, uh, <laughs> Sean, I'll let you take it. Go. If this happened in Chicago, if you would have a happy hour <laughs> from 10 p.m. until close, there, there'd be at least 40,000 deaths in the first week. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I'd love that. Uh, it would, uh, you you could honestly. Hours, Sean. It's so funny. If you were to release the gates of the Lincoln Park Zoo and let loose lions mm-hmm. and bears, that would cause less damage <laughs> than a late night happy hour at one bar in Chicago. <laughs> it's so true. Like the chaos, you would uh, like like we would the three of us. What we've seen, like actually, that's this would be a good way to like like maybe end this interview. But what are the craziest things you've seen? 
at a late night Chicago bar where you were like, you know what? They shouldn't even be serving alcohol at this hour. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll start. Go, go, I'll go start. ahead and start I, us I, off there. <laughs> I was I was at a bar where uh, his buddies wouldn't let him drive home. He was too drunk. And he said, well, you guys won't think I'm drunk when I pick up this table with my teeth. No, no, no. Oh, <laughs> and he picked up his picked up the table with teeth for a little bit. It, it fell on, on his foot. I think it broke his foot. They let him drive home. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, that was not reassuring at, at any all. level. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, of course, like he was going to Schaumburg. Or like, so he had like a 40-mile drive you know, right. or something like that. But like, if you have like, like, we don't necessarily have to do that question. But like, 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 Carly, like, does anything like, what's like, like, what do you think is like the craziest thing you saw at the Chicago bar that you can think of that you haven't seen in Los Angeles? I would say I, I think like, like fist fighting, like men fist oh, fighting. Yeah, it, it's something that is so it's normalized in the Midwest. It is yeah, very sure. normalized. It's so yeah. shocking. Like I just find violence shocking. Sometimes yeah, it's like no, absolutely. Anytime I see a bar fight, it's like happened. Especially in Chicago, was the the place I saw the most bar fights. I guess that was also when I was like legal to even be. In it's a also bar. amazing in Chicago. Like they they never. It's not like uh like a spark gets out of the fire and just like like they're so predictable. Yeah. Yet they happen. Like it's always like a couple guys and it's con- it's slowly escalate escalating. Yet nothing like like the bouncers. <laughs> Chicago bouncers are hilarious. It's like, what are you paid for? Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's they so true. To, they just tried to drink. I was, I was there, and there, there were two guys outside, and they were obviously going to fight, and there was people around, but it was so cold outside, you know, and they didn't want to make it a move, and then one guy goes, you want to take this inside? They go, yeah, and they, and they both they, they take it inside. <laughs> and so they both, like, showed their, ID, they showed their ID, walked in line, got in, and then got in a fight That's inside hilarious. the bar. Take this inside. Yeah. That's so funny. Because it was ten below. <laughs> I've never heard that. All right, Carly. Uh, thank you so much yes. for joining yes, us. Uh, thank before you, guys you leave, uh, of course. What are, what are some other ways the they can follow there. you? <laughs> yeah, do some do some plugging now. Oh goodness. Yeah. What? Uh, how can they follow you out there in LA? Um, I would say Instagram. Uh, mm-hmm. Carly Kane on Instagram, and then. I run a show first Fridays of the month called The Big One, which is on Instagram, which has been a lot of fun. Yes. So, yeah. You're a great follow on Instagram, by the way. Thank you. You are a great follow. I appreciate that. And I will come to that show and be on it. This is me me plugging to get on your show. We'd love to have you. (laughs) Just kidding. All right. Thank thank you you very much, Carly Kane. The great Carly Kane, everybody. Yes. All right, we're back here in the Blackout Diaries. I'm CJ Sullivan along with Sean Flannery. That was the great, great Carly. <laughs> Carly Kane. She's the best. She is the best. Uh, I can't believe I forgot to even ask her about the cops singing happy birthday to her. That's well, I mean, She's going to be on again anyway. Oh, we got to have her on again. I mean, she has a billion stories. She we didn't even crack. It, that is the thing about like our friends in the Blackout Diaries. It's like we're only cracking the surface with any of these people. And I kind of like a part of the Blackout Diaries thing, us forgetting to ask things <laughs> why they're, <laughs> of why they're on. That kind of goes yeah. into the theme of the uh, drinking and forgetting. So anyway, another show that uh, the Blackout Diaries creator, here, Sean Flannery, used to do was uh, – Drunk Science was a great show in yes. Chicago. That, that's I wrote of... Drunk Science mm-hmm. with a buddy of mine who was a neuroscientist, in... <laughs> and it was about the science of what happens to your brain when you become drunk. Yes, it, it was. It was such an amazing show. It was like a TED talk of of drinking, you know. And I loved that you would have comedy on it. I do it all the time, and like you, like. The, the, the crowd, I don't know if the crowd didn't know what to do with it because it's like, because you give it, you're giving real information because you're smart and you have <laughs> I was giving, like, I was getting into mo- literally molecular information. <laughs> <laughs> and it's fascinating shit, but like, it was just weird, you know, and, uh, at a bar at nine o'clock, you know, on a Wednesday, Gino's East. He's, 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 if you bought into the concept, you loved it. <laughs> Absolutely. There were some other people who were like, you know, I, you know, I wasn't really ready to have a chemistry lesson <laughs> tonight. It's, it's very heavy, but it's all fascinating stuff. The science is fascinating, and it, it's a little bit related to what we're talking about tonight because uh, tonight's show, mm-hmm. our theme, 
is bad plans, right? Bad plans. And now and you're gonna and you like to tell us why the actual science behind how the brain, when it increases alcohol, we make these bad decisions. There's a lot about alcohol that scientists don't understand, but they 100% know why we fuck up every plant when we're drunk. (laughs) And it's because alcohol very quickly, like within like less than 10 minutes of digestion, Mm -hmm. binds to the cerebral cortex of your brain, which is this big front lobe of your brain. It's Mm -hmm. the biggest part of your brain. The main part. And it's... Like, uh, just give some background information on the brain. One of the things that's, like, fascinating about the brain is we think of it in the modern era, I feel, is like this, like, computer uh-huh. that's just, like, super fast. But what we don't realize is it's it's actually, like, it's more like a third-world hotel that's had different <laughs> things built on uh-huh, it, you know, uh-huh. and, like, little things that, like, reptilian parts yeah. and, like, mammalian parts. And they work together. They all work together, but the top layer mm-hmm. is what we call the cerebral cortex. That's yep. what makes us human. That's what is in charge of self-consciousness, right. predicting the future, Uh It's what's called theory of mind, where when CJ, I see you as I talk and you look horrified or happy, I know what your emotions are. First thing, alcohol shuts down. (laughs) Is that all the things that act? So, all the reptilian mammalian parts work fine when we're drunk, but the part that actually makes us a human totally shut down. Of reading the room or just judging, reading the room or predicting the future. Okay. But then, to double down how dangerous alcohol is, mm-hmm. it also ups the uh, production of um, endorphins, which is the pleasure center. Yes. So our mind is going, this is the greatest moment I've ever had in my life. Right. And I want to do this plan. And you want to continue to do it and see how, how can we keep the party going. Yeah. And the, the part of your brain that would normally be like, I wouldn't tell your boss that. <laughs> is like, well, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out the math. And like, We don't get that it's like, it's so fascinating to me that we don't get that part of the brain is literally slowed down, Mm -hmm. that it actually can't do calculations as fast as we're moving. And that's why our plans are so bad. Right. Uh, Case in point, not to case in point, that'll be our second later, but earlier in the show, we talked about our snow, our... uh, snow glow uh, escapade. Uh, escapade and we were doing one thing and I remember since I've stopped drinking we made a decision we were we were going across the street we were going back to my hotel room because Noel needed to do the bathroom or something and you said something like CJ give him your key you like you like to change plans on the fly you give him the key you come with me to the bar you blah 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 I'm like I am I'm not doing that you know I'm not giving Noel my key and, and and you yelled at me see this is the problem when you stop drinking you know how to make right decisions now and you were angry about that <laughs> I don't remember saying that, but uh, like I, I am right. You, you, you know well, what I mean. Like usually you things are. That we, usually you are, and I did say case in po- case in point there. You would be normally right, but that had actually had nothing to do with being sober. That was just having twenty years of experience of not listening to you and knowing whatever your plan is immediately. If he's drinking, say no because he is. It's going to go but, the wrong way. But um, you, that does, but, no, but you, but you are, and correct. there's a lot of cross mingling when you're Absolutely. drunk. Like there's been studies on how like. Um, have you ever heard people say this, CJ, where they're like, do you know what's so funny? I learned five years of Spanish, and I, I, I can't speak Spanish unless I'm drunk, and then I have a perfect yes, Spanish accident. Right. And studies have shown, no, you can't. <laughs> Just the part of your brain that reads a room <laughs> is so bad that you think you're having a perfect right. Spanish accent, you know? Yeah, and then on a smaller scale, that's how people like play the piano. Or the harmonica, if you will, if you're Carly's dad, you know, yeah, or, or exactly. sing karaoke, like you know, like I can sing this when is, I'm drunk. This is making this work well. Yeah, I can sing when I'm drunk. No, you cannot sing when you're drunk, but you are drunk singing. <laughs> you know, you don't understand why people do not like this or enjoy it. So that's interesting. It, well, uh, you know, you, this is what I want to get into, and then let's get into a, like a, a, a couple personal stories ourselves. Mm-hmm. But case in point, yeah, this Texas man. Case in point. That uh, you want to talk about, like tonight's theme is, is bad drunk plans. Bad drunk this, decisions, and why we do it. And uh, this guy, <laughs> Roligo Adavdari, Texas man, wanted to have a night out. Leo I guess he felt yeah. correct. Felt his wife wasn't giving him enough freedom. What does he do? 
fake kidnapping. Fake kidnapping in order to have a night out drinking away from his wife. In front of his wife, he has his two buddies gunpoint kidnap him. <laughs> so this is the full story from the Daily Mail. This is amazing. A man faked his own kidnapping in front of his terrified wife so he could spend the night boozing with his pals. He arranged for two masked men to grab him in front of his home in Edinburgh, Texas. His horrified wife watched as he was dragged, dragged at, gunpoint at gunpoint from their suburban house and driven away. <laughs> so she calls the cops. They launch a hunt for this man. He's 34 yep. years old. She had to spend five hours with the police being interviewed as the uh, cops searched for the kidnapped victim. Watch, I doubt they took such a... A, a manhunt search for him, but I'm sure I bet they did take uh, a statement for five hours. The husband, uh, this guy Rogelio, Rogelio, he came home the next day and said his kidnappers just let him go. Yep, just and let me go. Cops became a little. <laughs> yeah, they had the wrong you address. Know you know, <laughs> you are apparently you are not the Duke of Earl. We thought you were the grandson of the oil tycoon. <laughs> You're just a normal guy. Police became suspicious of the story, and he later confessed that he made it up because he wanted a night out with his friends without his wife. <laughs> his two buddies <laughs> pose as the abductors, wearing masks to hide their faces and carrying guns. Um, the cops, of course, uh, took the incident very serious because of the circumstances described to them by the wife. This, this, these are pretty good quotes from the cops. People just don't barge into your house and kidnap you for the hell of it. <laughs> the man confessed he wanted to go out partying with friends and came up with a plan. He goes, I don't think the wife appreciated being kept up until five in the morning being interviewed by cops while her husband was do out doing who knows what with who knows who. He's going to have a lot of answering to do. <laughs> who knows what with who knows who. I love... When fucking cops yep. are pissed off that they overreacted to exactly. a totally false story, and like so, for, and, and this guy was uh, charged with filing a false police report, which I do not agree with. Yeah, he didn't. Call his the wife cops. filed it. You what know, are you talking like about he just had a drunken plan with his buddies I mean. <laughs> to go out for a few more drinks. Was it a good plan? No. Was it like we talked about his cerebral cortex is slowed down? Right. He can't Did think he more than ten minutes in the future. They all do this. But it's like, buddy, I didn't ask my wife to call the cops. I showed up the next day. I thought there was 24 hours. I've watched 80s horror movies. I thought you weren't even allowed to call the cops for 24 hours. Right. I showed up the next day, and I said they had the wrong guy. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess that 24-hour rule is for like, for people that are missing. And if she No, that 24-hour rule, there is no 24-hour rule. Oh, really? That's funny. Whatsoever. That's a Hollywood invention. That's just invention movies? For That's hilarious. 100. Like, if you call the cops and you're like, my daughter's missing uh -huh. or my dad's missing, they activate. <laughs> I mean, modern cops activate over everything. You, right, know, you know what right, I mean? Right. <laughs> you can't even... It, it's the opposite of 80s horror movies. You can't even stop them from showing up. You know? <laughs> like, I'm a very, very good... No one's would I be the best lawyer? Right. No. But I think I think you would confuse and overwhelm people with this drunk science. If you say, Your Honor, the reason why this decision is made and you start doing the frontal lobe and a, and a chart with a brain, yeah. who can say no to that? Why is my client responsible for how his wife overreacted <laughs> oh to two God. armed gunmen? Yeah. American police so overreact. That they're like, somebody's got to flip this right, bill. Someone's got to pay for that. We put a helicopter in the air, okay? So <laughs> somebody's fucking paying for this. They wanted and to we're going to throw somebody in jail. I don't, right. I'll don't. i throw the fucking wife in. I'll, like, I'll throw you in. I don't care. You, you know, I'll, I'll throw the two fuckers that kidnapped you. Like, somebody's going to jail. That's why, like, on the, uh, on the, on the <laughs> deep down level, that Jussie Smollett story was kind of funny when... When, they, oh, when she originally story, tried, to, you know, tried to let, let him go, and the cops were like, what? You're just going to let him can go? I, go ahead, I want to talk about that real quickly, because it was it. one of the shit where I feel like I'm a pretty open mind. It was one of the first posts where I got shit like, you don't believe black people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I posted, I'm like, there's no way this is true. Right, like, right, you don't right. believe black victims. Uh -huh, I'm sure, like, sure. Ugh. Actually, you're telling me it was negative 60 that day. Yeah, know, <laughs> like he totally miscalculated the weather. Like I was out that night. I had a fucking show. There was no it was canceled. It was so fucking cold. Right. And I'm like, you're telling me two people with Trump hats, mm -hmm. which are tourists, all right? Like like they don't live in Chicago if you yeah. live here, found a guy, a random black guy, 
that they recognized. <laughs> I know. Because in his uh, statement, he said they recognized him from that. I'm like, this is sure they bullshit. recognized from the show. Right, right, right. They said they recognized him from the show. So you're saying two people were randomly walking in mm-hmm. negative sixty windshield and recognized a guy from Atlanta. You know, amazing. and they're like, well, you know, and I'm like, all right, guys, we have to. This is bullshit. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, of course. I would, but I, I also love that. That like that Jesse Smolt, I, I kind of respect that about him. He did the same drunk plan. Yeah, and that's why I'm br- kind of bringing it up. And like the crime that he committed actually isn't that bad. It's the reaction of what they did. And like, and like, and I get yeah, it. Yeah, they overreacted. He was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I never thought. <laughs> yeah. I never thought they'd do a manhunt. <laughs> right. And like, they're like, we got to do this. Well, because he was a celebrity. And I kind of get why the cops had to do that. But then when they, re- what's her face? Was it Kim, uh, was it Kim Gordon or whatever her name is? Who let, who let, like, let him go. Oh, the district attorney. Yeah. yeah. The DA. And or attorney general. And yeah. that became the blow. Well, just, no, he has to pay for it. Dude, this. it was a campaign issue here. Like, it was right. crazy. I know. This is so, it was so fucked up about our society. They're like, uh, this is like, th- like two people campaigning, like, this is what I want to do, Jesse. Smoltz, this is mm. what I want to do. And I'm like, okay, that's what we're voting on. <laughs> but yeah, hilarious. like like these drunk, like hatched plans are right. hilarious because we cannot figure out like future consequences. Yeah. CJ, you and I were talking about that a little bit beforehand, and you were telling me a little bit of your story, which I love, which is you inviting the wives to show up yes. when you're drunk. Well, you're so drunk you think that'll work. We think that'll work. Well, we, we was I think we were, it was probably it was a night of playing poker all night. We were drinking and stuff, of course. And it was coming to an end around 6 or so and we're like, well, we're you know, we're going to have to uh we want to keep this going, but we're definitely going to have to check in with the wives and, and the girlfriends, you know. And, uh, Send a ping out there. Let everyone yeah, know we're alive. Absolutely. I think it was World Cup time, so it was one of those weird areas where some, you know, your European bars would be open like at 7 in the morning or something just for the World Cup viewing. So we're like, let's act like Oh, we're... yeah. Yeah, of course. So like, Globe let's... in Chicago. Mm-hmm. There's plenty. Things yeah. like that. So let's act like we really give a shit about this Sweden-Brazil game, you know. <laughs> we'll bet some money on it. Made up with the wives. <laughs> Have brunch. Exactly. Women love brunch. You always talk about that. Women love brunch. They love a brunch. They love... I don't... Yeah, I, Nothing is real in brunch. It's such a fantasy land. There's eggs, sweatpants, scrunchies. Vodka. I know. I mean, who knows what's going on in there? When's the other place where it's socially acceptable to show up as a woman with no makeup and pajamas, Mm -hmm. (laughs) order 7,000 calories of carbohydrates, and down three vodkas? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like brunch. To your point, it's like like a... a zoneless law, yeah, you know? absolutely. Like, yeah. It takes you a while to get back into reality after that. <laughs> and that's why, like, anything. time doesn't exist. It's like it's like in the book of Apocalypse when they say time is gone, you know, or something like that. Like there is no time. That's like brunch. there is no quantity. Yeah. <laughs> and they like plans and events and stuff. So we told them to meet us at the space yeah. for a while. Exactly. Cup, you know? So they I mean, love brunch. They love it. They ex- they're very excited. They all showed. They think I think they got together. It was like the three of them, and then we we come barreling it. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> then we had money, of course. You've been Saturday. out all night. We've been out all night, and we continued all the way through. Then at the game, and then like they they realized quickly, oh, this isn't a thing they planned at all. I for l- us. I I love when that, talking about drunken plans. Mm-hmm. I love when you. One of the things that's the beauty of text message, yeah, is if you're good at writing them drunk, they don't they don't actually get what's going right. on on the other side. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you get a lot of misunderstandings where like they'll show up and they're like. If I had any idea you were this drunk, <laughs> exactly, I would not have agreed. Yeah, I'm a good like, writer yeah. with it and a tone, you know. And it's like, and and I'll say in my defense, like being out that late wasn't an abnormality. So that could have been that actually could have been, you know, could have been totally fine. Right, absolutely. could have been a romantic little brunch. <laughs> absolutely, could have worked out. <laughs> I think they wound up leaving. We wound up going to the river to the, to the, to the casino. I'm sure they did. Yeah, they wound up leaving, and we wound up going uh, like bat out of hell to play some poker tournament at 10 a.m. Didn't didn't uh, go through in there. Um, but Sean, before we get back to your story, what is the science? Because I, I like Carly's uh, talk about making those affirmation videos, and like, and that kind of goes into like the drunk checks that we can't cash here. Like we like we like making plans for the next day too. Like the positive ones. You can like, you know what? We kind of have like our min- our mini resolutions every night when we're drunk. You know, like tonight's going. Yeah, well, you know, you have all that like endorphin. Mm-hmm. You know, that positivity going on in your brain. That right. optimism. Yep. And all the parts that are n- normally why you don't do that, like 
you know, well, you actually <laughs> yeah. have to wash the car or you have to do this. Yeah, yeah. Those aren't there. Like, like the restraining <laughs> exactly, part of your brain right. is gone, you know? Yeah, you're not. So, like, your, your brain at that point in time is like, yeah, there's no reason why you can't rent a Segway tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just go along the lakeshore, yeah, you know? The, like, there's not a part of your brain that's like, Sean, you have three kids. <laughs> <laughs> museum sounds perfect. Sailing when I'll meet you at the pier so, for sailing. Like I like wait like I, I wake up in more shame than uh, than like growing up. Like they say like one night stands. When you wake up, is the next day that you made plans for the next day? Look at your phone. oh yeah. Look at your phone. Like you ready to go hiking? Like what the fuck? When did I say that? Like that happened to me when I first came out here in LA. Like, I told everyone I was going to go hiking, and then like they call you on it. I'm like gee, you can't listen to me those eight hours. They remember it, yeah. you know, the it's, sober people. That's the worst, but that, that is the worst part about it. Now I've become one of those. But, Sean, we got to wrap up the story, but we'll be preluded to in the beginning, so we'd be remiss not to talk about your story, speaking of uh, pledge, because you were the king of making on-the-fly, OTF as they call it here in L.A., on-the-fly decisions <laughs> of uh, shortcuts and just better plans and getting caught I, I have a fault mm-hmm. where... Well, I have many faults, but one of my faults is when I'm really drunk, I somehow believe my time is more valuable than when it yeah. was sober. Yeah, yeah. And I need I need to look for efficiency. You get very you know? angry and dismissive if someone brings up a plan that would waste at least four to five minutes or three minutes exactly. of your time. I don't have time for this. So, I don't have time to go back to pr- pronounce words correctly, a, a lot of things. Nothing. I, uh, nothing can be revisited. Yep. And I don't know if I've actually ever told you this story, but we're, we're drinking in a bar in Cleveland. And, um, like, the bar is on one side of the road, and the bar we're going to is right behind it. But Cleveland by the river, like, it's like this kind of, like, river delta that flows into the river. So it's like a really steep hill everything's Mm -hmm. on. So the bar right behind us is, like, 30 feet lower than the bar above us. So everyone's like, oh, we're going to the bar right behind us. I'm like, oh, great, you know. (laughs) <laughs> we go out there and they start walking down to the end of the and it's a long like like city block. Yeah, I'm, with I'm you like, what are you doing? They're like, oh, we gotta walk down there and then we gotta go down the steps and then we gotta turn over. And I'm like, well, why would you do that? It's right behind us. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you can't just walk it. And I'm like, I don't have time for that. <laughs> so I go with my buddy and I, and we we're like, we're like, I'm like, right? Where yeah. this guy, by the way, is now uh the CEO, I believe, of it's like one of the biggest gaming companies in all the world. He's okay. the smartest person I've ever met in my life. Like, like the smartest person I've ever met in my life. Okay, missed no question is on his SATs. Hilarious drunk. Uh huh. Steve Lynn is his name. And um, I'm like, Steve, we're not gonna do anything that efficient, right? He goes, You got it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so we go. Um, to start walking, we're like, we'll just walk through the back. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, how yeah. bad can it be? It's like a 30-foot cliff, like which I, I didn't even think Cleveland had cliffs. So like, there's like a vine, right. and I start going down the vine, and I'm like, yeah, no, that's a long drop-off. you know. <laughs> so I get back up, and then I have Steve get to the end of the vine, yeah. and then I'm like, I'm going to hold you, mm-hmm. and I'm going to drop you down a little bit further. <laughs> While I have my legs around the vine. So, as you would suspect, that maneuver ends in him falling and me pile driving right <laughs> on top of him. Like, we get we get stuck in these vines. Like, it takes us, like, three hours to, like, get out of this. Like, my glasses are broken. And I think that is, like, every, like it... Never, like, I always say, like, when people ask me, like, do you have any advice you've learned off all your years of yeah. drinking? I'm like, I have one. Never trust a shortcut you found drunk. Because <laughs> you're not, because you, you don't find shortcuts drunk. Right. It was something that was in front of you all the time, and there was a reason you never used yeah. it. Yeah, I kind of like that better than there are no shortcuts in life, because there are. But not when you're drunk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there are definitely shortcuts in life. Just they're not through vines. They're not over cliffs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but anyway, that's going to do it for today's episode of the Blackout Diaries. Uh, I'm CJ Sullivan. That was Sean Flannery. We've got to thank Carly Kane, who is amazing. Oh, she's mm-hmm. the best. That was incredible. And um, 
What else we got to thank? We got to thank we got to thank uh, science for allowing us to make these terrible decisions. We got to thank science. We got to thank the live show where Carly Kane yes. was recorded every Friday at the Lincoln Launch, <laughs> 10 p.m. Come see us in Chicago. Yes, come see that in Chicago. Follow all of us on Instagram. CJ Sullivan was taken, and uh, actually, I want to. We're going to do a follow experiment next episode. For Sean, Sean believes no one is listening or following. Of course. The do this. <laughs> but anyway, that was another chapter in the Blackout Diaries. Until next time. Welcome aboard the Blackout Diaries. Come on in and grab a drink of the Blackout Diaries. Welcome aboard the Blackout Diaries. Come on in and grab a drink of the Blackout Diaries. Star Brains Avenue, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.